With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the good news, here's Angie. Hey there, friend. Angie Austin here with the good news. <laughs> Merry almost Christmas. We're going to talk a little bit about some really great cooking ideas in a bit with Chef Matt Moore. And Rachel Maines is joining us in the next segment. Uh, she runs our station KLTT and has been a longtime friend of mine. Uh, I think I'm going to get to see her this holiday season. Just saw her at the company Christmas party, which was wonderful. It was so much fun to see everyone because I uh, do a lot of my work from home. So that was really neat. Uh, Rachel gets to sing oftentimes uh, with her father at Christmas time. So she's going to talk about that and cool how to make cool Christmas memories, etc. And I want to talk about making Christmas memories as well. I still remember when we'd have the kids uh, wait at the top of the stairs and then run down the stairs. Like I'd make them wait until they were all up. And then I had to get grandma up and make sure dad, you know, their dad was up. And then they could run down and start, you know, ripping. But they just sit at the top of the stairs, just chomping at the bit to get downstairs. And, you know, I've talked, uh, you know, about some of our Christmas traditions, but I found some really cool ones that I thought you might get a kick out of. And we can still do them, even though it's so close to Christmas. I I just ordered some construction paper and doilies that I'm going to pick up today. And they, um, and it, we're going to cut out uh, uh, snowflakes and put them on the windows. You know, and the kids are all in high school, so they still like to do a lot of this stuff. I don't know if my son will do the uh, snowflakes, but I know the girls We'll do that. And then going out and looking at Christmas lights, we still do that with some, you know, hot cocoa um, in the car and driving around. I think that's a lot of fun. And then we often do like a really nice, you know, like a, a going out for dinner, doing kind of a nice uh, Christmas, you know, dinner, not necessarily on Christmas Day per se, but just going out together as a family. And we even planned a couple of things for Christmas weekend, um, ice skating and my husband's a really good ice skater because he used to play hockey. Ice skating and then a movie that's coming out. Uh, making Christmas cookies. My youngest daughter already did that. Sometimes going out for like a holiday market, things like that over this last weekend, that might be fun. And the ice skating, you can do. There's lots of places around Denver you can find to do that. And then making like really cool hot chocolates. And maybe you're going to watch a show together at night. Um, we have that, you know, curry thing or whatever. You would put the little pods in. But we always add like maybe fancy marshmallows or an extra glob of chocolate. There's this Mexican hot chocolate um, that's like your grandma's Mexican hot chocolate. And it's got a big chunk of chocolate and uh, then the cinnamon that's added which is traditional so that's pretty yummy um a lot of people do like a you know this we would have to do earlier but a, you might think about for next year a do-it-yourself advent calendar or my kids just used to like them but if there was chocolate in them i think it was hope i don't know for sure but she opened up a whole bunch of the windows and ate all the chocolate out mm -hmm. so we that didn't work very well um i'm gonna have the kids like make something each make something for Christmas dinner. We're going to do filet mignon, but then I think I'll have one of them do the salad, one of them do the dessert. Maybe we'll do a yummy side, like some really good mashed potatoes or something, but making them each responsible for something, it kind of gives them some pride in the meal as well. I do this one 
this is on the list of cool Christmas traditions. Um, filling the tree with special ornaments. Every year I get the kids an ornament and then I put on the back of it the date that I got the ornament. And that's kind of fun because then they've got their name on it. And, they, and then when they grow up, they have a whole bunch of ornaments that they can take with them. We're going to um, Christmas Eve service, but if uh, and some people go Christmas Day, um, a really neat Christmas breakfast. My mom would do that oftentimes, like French toast or, you know, eggs Benedict. And maybe it becomes a tradition where you have that every Christmas morning. My mom used to do oyster stew, which I actually really liked as a kid, which is surprising. But my kids don't like it. So then my mom started doing chili um, for the kids because they really like that. She's not with us this Christmas. She's with my brother. So I don't know if we'll do her chili or not. But it's so good. Um, a lot of people do the tradition of, you know, taking a family photo, like by the Christmas tree, or maybe they take a family photo and send it out on their Christmas card. I haven't done Christmas cards in ages. I lost, like, my mailing list, and then I kind of just, like, I don't know, kind of let it go. Um, then a lot of people do the white elephant. We did that at a couple of parties this year. It's kind of fun where you, I mean, it doesn't have to be a bad gift, but, you know, where you'd say, I want to steal, you know, let's say Mark's opened up some really cool scarf. And I'm like, oh, I want that scarf. And so I say, you know, I'll steal the scarf. And then um, and then he gets to pick a new gift or steal from someone else. It's kind of fun because there's lots of laughing because there's always some gift that everybody wants. You know, that's fun if you've chosen that one. Um Fun tree toppers. We just do a star, but the one that's in the article I'm reading, um, they made a big felt like dinosaur that they, you know, decorated with little pom-poms and it's a little dinosaur on top of their tree made out of felt. That's pretty cute. Some people do too, like a, like a fun cocktail for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. We're not really drinkers, but I did get um, a bottle of like mimosas <laughs> for us to have. Um, and I love going around doing Christmas memories. Grandma and Grandpa were just here and we talked about um, uh, Grandma's dad, um, when she was six weeks old, he left and he went um, to World War II and he <clears throat> was gone until she was two years old. And just talking about, you know, what was special for them for Christmas and, you know, what they ate when they didn't have a lot of money. And this was an interesting meal that they had. They got dandelion lion greens when they're really little like sprouting up in the morning her mom would go out in the yard or wherever and they'd be about four inches long and she'd pick all these dandelion greens and she said sometimes she'd also use the roots and they'd put oil and vinegar on the dandelion green greens and then a hard-boiled egg which they would chop up in the salad so they'd make a salad out of it and uh grandma says it was delicious they also had liver and onions which was apparently really inexpensive as well and uh, not one of my favorites, but she still loves it to this day. So does my mom. It's just kind of, you know, a thing, you know, that they just really love that. And that um, that was a memory for her that, you know, um, she cherished. And Grandpa was talking about how poor they were, but they never thought of themselves as poor. He said, I just did not see myself as poor because all the other families were poor. And Grandma was in an Italian slash Polish family. Her dad was Italian, mom Polish, but everyone was Pol uh, was Italian on her dad's side of the family, other than her mom, of course. And um, so they had a lot of traditions involving a lot of food. And then Grandpa from an Irish family. And uh, he just said that everybody else was poor too. So he didn't see himself as poor. And a lot of the kids went to like private Catholic schools 
So they had to pay for school. They were paying for school when they were, you know, when they didn't have much money to spare. Let's put it that way. Oh, another fun tradition, um, Christmas movies. We're going to a movie this Christmas, like later in the day. Um, the Boys in the Boat. It's supposed to be really good. And then um, the Christmas movies that, you know, you enjoy. Like we always watch Christmas, one of the Christmas vacations because, I don't know, it still makes us laugh. I don't know. And some people do the real Christmas tree still. Do you? We don't do that. And we stopped doing the Elf on the Shelf. The kids really wanted to keep doing the Elf on the Shelf. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you have to remember to move it every single night. And then I handed it over to my son when he figured out what we were doing. And um, told him he had to move it every night. And he didn't. And I'd always like say, oh, the, there was a weather alert. And so the elves, it was too dangerous for the elves to fly to the North Pole last night to report to Santa. So that's why they didn't move. It's like, oh. And then remembering where you put it. I had to take a picture of where I put it because you'd hide it in so many different places. You wouldn't even remember where you put it, you know. There's also this um, holiday hide and seek. It has to, it's some weird tradition with a pickle. And so here's someone talking about it. It says, my, my mom would hide a pickle ornament on the Christmas tree for the family to find. Um, and it says, last year she tucked it so well among her 40 years worth of ornaments that it took us two days to find the pickle. The origins of the Christmas pickle tradition are murky, but experts believe that the glass gherkin ornaments, the pickle, have been hung on American trees since the late 1800s. And so it's find the pickle. <laughs> It's so silly. We like to, um, you know, usually drive in our car because it's so chilly, you know, to look at the Christmas lights. But if you have a mild night, it's fun to walk around some of the nicer neighborhoods and let them, you know, uh, check things out, the kids. Um, also, the um, opening a present on Christmas Eve, that's a big one for my kids. They love to open one. They even ask, can we still open one present on Christmas Eve? I'm like, sure, sure, sure. All right. Um, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and you make lots of great memories because it's not about the stuff. It's about the memories. And food is a big part of the memories. And you know it is college game, uh, college bowl game season. And, of course, when you're watching college football, that means good food and tailgating or home gating. And we've partnered with an expert to help us. Chef Matt Moore is back. Welcome back, Chef Matt. Hey, thanks so much for having me back. You bet. So what is home gating exactly? Well, home gate, tailgate just means getting around the ones you love with good food and, and good sports and uh, enjoying the big game. I love that. It's so fun in our neighborhood. We do this a lot. So let's talk about some of the great snacks for some of the big games. Yeah, of course. You know, I think when you're entertaining at home and you have a game going on, you want to make sure that you enjoy your guests as well as that, as that big game. So I think preparation is key. So a couple of different tips that I'll lay out for you. First and foremost, I, I like to give my folks a, a good cocktail when they come in, but I let them make their own cocktail. Uh, I don't put them to too much work. I, I, I use the Bartesian Duet. Uh, it's Bartesian's newest, most compact, smart home cocktail maker. Uh, this is going to make over 50 cocktails perfectly. You know, so each guest typically likes their own flavor. So they, one might want a margarita, somebody else a cosmopolitan, a whiskey sour. When I'm cheering on my Georgia Bulldogs, I'm thinking about an old-fashioned and what's cool about this is you're just simply putting a recyclable capsule into the Bartesian. It's got all the juices and bitters and extracts needed for a balanced cocktail. There's nothing artificial. And then you can actually use the new interactive rotary dial to select your strength. So over the holidays with my in-laws, I might be dialing it up a little bit, right? You just press the button, and there you have it. You're starting your guests off with a good drink before we start to move on to the snacks and the rest of the main meals. So in terms of snacks, you know, Again, I go back to the, the sense that anything you can do to make your life easier so you can watch the game and hang out with your guests, 
My go-to that's sort of a snack and also a double duty as a favorite burger topper, it's going to be holy guacamole. Oh, yeah. It's ready-made. It's already done for you, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got hand-scooped Haas avocados. There's no preservatives added. It's going to be flavorful as a topper. Or you can serve it alongside some cut-up veggies and chips. And for me, knowing that it's non-GMO, it's gluten-free, it's kosher, big eight allergen-free, you and your guests can focus on your team. And you can pick this up at any store. Now, you know I'm going to hit you with uh, a big main. Uh, my latest book, Butcher on the Block, is out. So we've got classic recipes like a Hemingway burger, a double smash burger. Um, I like to set up my guests for success. They can choose their own cocktails. We can also set up a, a kind of a burger bar with a variety of toppings. But at the base, I like to use Nature's Own brioche-style hamburger buns. I love these buns because they have a really soft texture, a little bit of subtle sweetness to kind of counteract against that savory. They're made with better-for-you ingredients, and they are the must-have to enhance any burger or sandwich. You can pick them up at stores nationwide. Yum. All right, anything else in your cookbook you want to tell us about? Oh, by the way, that holy guacamole, we get that a lot. And what I like about it is it's just it's mostly just avocados, as you would expect your guacamole to be, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You've got a classic and you've got a chunky version uh, you know, in Butcher in the Block, we're giving you a loose meat cheesesteak. We're giving you wings. Uh, I think the guacamole goes on everything from appetizers to mains. Uh, I might even find a way to sneak it into a grilled dessert, to tell you the truth. But you can head over to dailylounge.com, uh, get these recipes, and you can pick up a copy of Butcher on the Block wherever books are sold. Dailylounge.com. And what's your favorite thing to dress your burger with? Uh, for me, I am a, uh, a cheeseburger guy. So I'm going guacamole, bacon, cheese, the more the better, but I'm starting with a good hand-ground 80-20 blend from my local butcher. We start with the meat first, and then we get crazy with the toppings. Oh, 80-20, so you like a little more fat in there. Absolutely. You want to let that uh, you know, speak for itself. If you can get a little dry-age blend from your butcher, that's the secret, too. So you know, go uh, create a little community, get to know the local folks that are serving uh, you, and you're also going to get an enhanced quality because a lot of the butchers are using the dry-aged fat and end pieces in their local blend. That makes all the difference in the world. Oh, that sounds so good. All right, Matt, thank you so much. Uh, have a great holiday and uh, happy home gating. You as well. Thanks so much. Thanks. Christmas shopping is never easy, especially with teenagers, and Arc Thrift knows that. Arc Thrift has recently added electronic gift cards to their website. Now you can easily buy that family member or special person a gift card electronically to thrift away. This gift is perfect for college students or stocking stuffers. Teenagers and young adults don't want to look cookie cutter, meaning they want that unique, one-of-a-kind product that you can only find when thrifting. ArcThrift also carries gifts that are great for white elephant gifts, gag gifts, and even toys for the little ones. They have a vast variety of products, but for the holiday season, you can find cheaper-than-store brand Christmas lights, indoor and outdoor decorations, and so much more. It is the season of giving, so don't forget to donate. Donate those clothes at the back of your closet you never wear to ARC Thrift. Give the gift of thrift by going to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. It's the Christmas celebration that never stops. Never stops. Rediscover Christmas. 670 KLTT. Hey friend, Angie Austin here and Jim Stovall, author, speaker, movie maker, and we are talking about his Winner's Wisdom column. This week it's titled Normalizing. Oh, what is normalizing, Jim? Well, it's a word I may have invented. I I do that every once in a while. I 
you know, I just did one not long ago about the opposite of procrastinating, and it's like get ahead and precrastinate. Well, normalizing is a, you know, it's an element you see throughout history, from the earliest uh, people that inhabited the, our planet to this moment. Uh, those who survive and survive well adapt to things, and we can adapt to almost anything, and we have a tendency to accept that as normal. And, you know, I have uh, read profiles of prisoners, and they are in penitentiaries for many, many years, and then they finally do their time, they get out, and they have become so normalized to being in prison, they will go out and do something stupid to go back to prison. And, I mean, this is documented behavior. And then on the other hand, there are billionaires. There are people who they were born a billionaire because their great-grandfather did something, and now they're a billionaire. And they can have Learjets and limousines and all of this thing that is just hard to imagine, and they can normalize it. They, they assume this is normal. This is the way we live. So you and I need to realize that uh, we all adapt to this. So if there's things in your life you want to change, you know, you have to start realizing, okay, this may be where I am, but it's not who I am. I'm accepting my current condition as a reality, but I'm not accepting this as normal. And then if you have great things in your life, the way you don't normalize it, the way you don't take it for granted, is is the wonderful practice of gratitude, which you and I have talked about many, many times. And uh, earlier today is just having that golden list or that daily routine of being grateful because, uh, you know, the, the the way to get everything in life you want is to be thankful for what you've already got. Do you do the, uh, and you can explain it to everyone again, but do you do the golden list every day? Every day I, I come up with 10 things for which I am thankful. And, okay, here we are behind the curtain. I was telling you before we uh, started recording today that uh, actually you were on my golden list today. The, the Angie that. Austin right there on my golden list. And as I told you, you were you were below Crystal, but ahead of some, several of my just beloved employees, which is a great is a great neighborhood on my golden list to be in. And there you are, right there. Yes, Crystal, your wife of how many years now? Forty one. Yeah, wow. and um, it, it's hard to beat her on the golden list. It yes. Really wow, that is phenomenal. Okay, so the golden list kind of keeps things in perspective for you, and I think that does. So for many people, if you're feeling low, it certainly does make you feel better to see all the things that you have to be appreciative of. We were having kind of a, I don't know, my husband gets in a in a, in a tizzy over uh, food and how much we have. Okay, Jim, I'm behind the curtain again. We have three refrigerators and freezers, right? And so it's a family of six and we have eight pets right now because we have the four puppies. And so there's a lot in the fridge and freezers. But my husband says I'm spending a lot on food. So he says I can't shop anymore. So I'm just like thinking to myself, like, I can't buy food anymore. Like, this is just like insane. And then his temporary solution was, uh, oh, maybe we'll just let the kids eat the fast food they want and we won't go to the grocery store anymore, which, of course, I think is a very unhealthy, you know, um, uh, way to solve that problem. But uh, when he's stressed out, he likes to micromanage and like control everything. So I'm like, okay, I'll let you shop. That's fine with me. I couldn't care less, to be honest with you. But so it was kind of a crummy day, but you really can put things into perspective when you start um, thinking 
talking about what you're thankful for. And one of my friends in L.A., um, my first friend I ever made when I worked at NBC4 in Los Angeles, she worked for this sports show called Rogan's Heroes, and it was like sports clips. And I walked in, and she was the warmest, nicest person. We both just moved to L.A. She was from Maine, and I had moved there from Colorado. And she was just salt of the earth, like I, the kind of girl like you don't often – meet in LA that just was so genuine and kind and nice. Well, her best friend was her cousin. And we used to do things. She also moved from Maine. We used to do things together all the time. Well, she died suddenly yesterday, her cousin. And so, mm. and that I mean, that was like, that was Denise's person. You know, when you have a person, Crystal's your person, and usually it's yeah. our spouse, but there might be a best friend person. And so as I'm going through the day thinking, well, this is kind of a crummy day. Mark's really mad about everything, including freezers, refrigerators, and food, which is ridiculous, you know. I mean, I know it's ridiculous, right? But um, you just start doing your golden list. And then I made a beautiful video for her cousin, my really good friend of 32 years, so that she would have that of her of her best friend, her bestie, you know? And I think when mm-hmm. you just sit down and, you know, count your blessings, you really pull yourself out of your little pity party, you know? And then, of course, my husband apologized. We got home and everything was fine. And I try to not blow things out of the portion, uh, proportion. You know, I'm a, I'm a professional apologizer. And that just to me, yeah. and I mean it. I mean, I'm not faking it. It, but um, I usually believe when there's some mishap, I just had a one year long, someone was mad at me, I didn't tell them my husband had COVID and we'd traveled together and no one else got it, right? But my sister-in-law didn't talk to me for a year. So I thought, well, a year, it's, this is long enough. This is so dumb. So I called her. And again, I'm a professional apologizer, but so what? I mean, you hope they apologize back, but she didn't. And you know what? There it is. You know, just count your blessings and stop being so hung up on your importance. And I think that's what we do. We think we're so important in the world that we could all bend out of shape about so many things because we are the center of our world. Well, we should step out of the center sometimes. Yeah, and, and, you know, we all want the other person to apologize, and, yeah. you know, we have this sense of justice, and that's why uh, on the Sermon on the Mount, we were told that blessed are the peacemaker, for they shall be called the children of God. And people can debate what all that might mean, but I'm assuming being a child of God is a very good thing to be. And, you know, in the final analysis, it really doesn't matter whose fault it was or whatever, you know, if you just pick up the phone or go over and apologize, you know, it takes care of that. And, you know, and then just being grateful and we can all get caught up because there's always someone better and there's always someone worse off. And I don't know who said it first. I read it in General Patton's commentaries, but he, he wrote the thing that uh, uh, I felt bad that I had no shoes until I met a man that had no feet. Ah. And then uh, and he said, I've been very grateful ever since. Wow. Okay, that's a pretty good one right there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, let's wrap up normalizing, and I want to talk a little bit about Christmas. So when you talk about, oh, and by the way, I wanted to bring up to you about normalizing, um, and you probably already read it because you read a book a day, but I'm reading Atomic Habits, or I should say Listening, by James Clear, and it's yep. about normalizing things and making uh, a bad habit not normal and making a good habit normal. So I think that's like the ultimate form of normalizing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and the psychologists will tell us that anything we do for 21 days starts to be a habit. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it will seem weird if you don't do it that day. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, healthy, uh, well-adjusted adults rarely think about brushing their teeth or yeah. taking a shower or whatever, because uh, you just normally go through your routine and... Uh, you know, it's just uh, you don't think a lot about this. And uh, 
when I was a kid, we had to, I mean, mom and dad would always, um, okay, everybody put on your seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Well, you've done it so many times, you just do it. You, mm-hmm. do, you don't think about it. You just do it. Yeah, me and, too. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I think that, in, you know, normalizing is such a powerful thing because we can get used to anything. I talked to a cousin last week down in Florida who grew up in the Midwest, and back in his hometown, you know, they had a wind chill of negative seven. Huh. Well, he was telling me, he was saying, man, I'm down here on the beach, and it, it's only 56 degrees. Well, it's a week before Christmas. What do you want, hero? I mean, there you are. And, and, and you know, and then, you know, I live here in, in Oklahoma, and in the summer, we'll get you know, 100 degrees. And, you know, and, and people get used to this. They get used to it, but then they also get used to having air conditioning everywhere. You, you know, you can take anything for granted and get used to everything. And they can get used to complaining. And I think uh, my yeah. aunt, when she was visiting, was saying that my mom's brain works in a way that she finds the worst aspect of a story or situation rather than the best. And the, that golden list over the years has really pulled her out of a funk. I use, I think I told you years ago, I taught my kids to use the golden list in the car when she was getting super worked up and angry driving them to school. And they'd say, Grandma, let's do our golden list. And that would chill her out. Just unbelievable. So you want us to normalize gratitude. Absolutely. I think you should normalize gratitude and um, and tell people, you know, I, I think, it, you know, if somebody's if you're going to be grateful for them, that's for you. You want to give them a gift. Tell them. Well, your grandma had 10 items on her golden list and you had 10. When my kids were little, I skinnied it down to five. You know, to yeah. make it, you know, yeah, doable for, you know, kids who were, you know, in first, second, third grade, et cetera. But I love it. And I've shared it with so many people over the years. So your grandma's legacy is certainly living on in that golden list. All right, let's talk Christmas. Do you have any family traditions or anything? You know, I know you're a Christian. We don't always talk about our faith on the show. But um, do you have anything you like to do? Does your dad come over? Do you have a family dinner? Like, what, what do you yeah, do? My father, yeah, my father's 91. And oh. he will come and sit at the head of the table and... We always, you know, we nobody does anything till Dad reads the Christmas story from Luke, which is, uh, for those who are not uh, biblically based, it is the Charlie Brown story, you know, that, is in the, that they read on uh, during the Charlie Brown Christmas. It is that. That is from Luke. And Dad reads that. And I remember my nephew when he was about nine years old, because he's waiting for, do we get to open the packages? You know? Right. And nobody does anything till we eat our meal. And Dad reads the thing, and then we, and he said, "Uncle Jim, do I have to listen to that again? Are we going to do that again <laughs> this year?" And and I I told him I said, "Bradley, someday there will be a day you would give everything you own to oh. hear that old man read that story." One oh, more you're going to make me cry. You're and, right. And well, it happened. You know, just a couple years ago, he's now 25 or six, but it was a couple years ago. He got there early. He's sitting at his place on the table, and he said. Now, we're going to get to hear Grandpa read the story. I said, you can bet on it, kid. He said, you know, it's really become my favorite part uh, of the, this whole deal. Aww. And I said, welcome to adulthood, son. You, you made it. Oh, one of my girlfriends had this. Uh, she'd make her son do a scavenger hunt through their condo complex for Jesus. And he'd have to find Jesus on Christmas morning, right? And so she'd get all the neighbors involved and there'd be hints. And then, you know, Mrs. Bartley would have, you know, like a, a little box of cookies for him and then he'd get the cookies and he'd go over to Mr. Smith and he'd drop off some fudge and he'd have to ask another question and so anyway um, he was a teenager 
And uh, she thought he was going to start saying, oh, my gosh, are we doing this? Well, they were at youth group or youth camp or something. And they said, what are your cool family traditions? He's like, oh, we have a scavenger hunt for baby Jesus. And she said she was just so thrilled that he recalled it with such fondness that, you know, he did the baby Jesus scavenger hunt. And then my friend, she makes a birthday cake for Jesus, which we used to do when my kids were little. We haven't done it recently, but we're going to do a a competition this Christmas where each of the kids, my brother, my mom, make Maybe my husband and I, we each make a dish. And so um, maybe one of them will make a cake because we're going to kind of do a little cooking competition at home for Christmas dinner so that one person isn't saddled with everything. Mm-hmm. No, I think that is great. And, you know, and I would encourage everybody, enjoy all of the the F words and don't hit the button on me. It, uh, it has to do with family, friends, fun, faith, football, and food, all the things we enjoy during the holidays. And, uh, you know, and enjoy them all. Eh? But uh, don't miss the, the reason for the season. But, um, hey, you know, it, you know, uh, touch base with that. And, and it's okay to do Santa Claus and the tree and all the other stuff, too. Oh, that's funny. Those are my favorite F-words. I love that, Jim. All right, Jim, uh, Merry Christmas to you. You're a blessing to me. I'm putting you on my golden list because I'm so grateful I get to speak with you every week because it really is a highlight in my week. If people want to find you, your newest book, uh, which is, well, you're getting close to 60. I know you lose track as well. And then that ninth movie that'll be coming out in the next year or so, where do we find you? Jim Stovall, S-T-O-V-A-L-L, jimstovall.com. Excellent. Merry Christmas. Thank you, friend. Be well. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.